Leap to Fame. Leap to Fame corners with a nice lead. He's out in front by six metres. Deus Ex can't find a better man. Nerano running on down the outside, but it's Leap to Fame. Give us a flex, Larry. Leap to Fame. Oh, he's folded in one easily. 27-3. They corner now. Less than 200 metres to run. It's Swayze in front. Leap to Fame chasing him down on the outside. Swayze in front. Leap to Fame can't pick him up. Hot and treacherous deeper. Swayze in front. And Swayze scores. Swayze beats Leap to Fame. Into the clear, comes on cover. He's got something to offer as well. Speak the truth, Spirit of St. Louis. Nerano is starting to fly. Spirit of St. Louis, Nerano. Spirit of St. Louis, Nerano. Nerano. Well, who's going to be famous after the Inter Dominion final at the creek tomorrow night? At the moment, there's nothing between Swayze, Leap to Fame. It's been like that all week. And Narano is lurking just in behind from the inside. It's race five tomorrow night at the creek. And the square gate is just believe, of course, and co. Go around a bit later in the night. That is race number eight. Getting a lot of positive feedback from a chat I had earlier uh, with Chris Barsby. Good morning, Chris. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for revealing a lot of information this morning, Chris, that we didn't know about you previously. Uh, yeah, well, um, that, that's that's what it is. We can't hide from it. So, uh, yeah, no, it's um, it's been good. So, you know, we've got to get through tomorrow night, Steve. We've got to we've got to make this moment count, and hopefully, the local hero can come out on top. Um, that... I'm, I'm not so sure, but anyway. <laughs> That's something I didn't touch on in that particular interview I did with you, but this has been a lifetime dream from when you started and you, you called that first race that you discussed. To, to, to call this race to be like, you know, Greg Miles or Matthew Hill dreaming about calling a Melbourne Cup, it's similar, isn't it, for you? Yeah, absolutely, Steve. Um, you know, like, there's some great memories. I, I've watched a lot of uh, vision over previous Inter-Dominions and... Um, it's a very special race and it's near and dear to my heart. There was probably a, a period there where I didn't think I'd get the opportunity to call an Inter-Dominion uh, grand final, whether it be a, a pacing grand final or a trotting grand final, like I outlined this morning. I've done a couple of consolations, but never done the big dances. But here we are. It's 2023. The series is in our own backyard right here in Brisbane and uh, we're ready to go. The series has been spectacular, but uh, you're 100% correct. This this is a lifelong dream for me and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And if you're lucky, you'll get to call another one in 2026, particularly if Brad Steele gets his way. He wants it to be during the winter of that year, our last year at Albion Park. Well, there's going to be a lot of talk between uh, now and probably um, the next couple of months about when is the right time to stage an Inter-Dominion. I know this comes up uh, around this time each and every year about what are we going to do with this flagship event for harness racing? Uh, is it getting treated with the right respect? Um, so there's going to be a lot more conversation uh, between now and the next couple of months trying to find the right place in the calendar for the Inter-Dominion. Um, are we looking at the Winter Carnival? Are we looking just prior to the Winter Carnival, around late April, early May? Maybe. That's when it was staged back in 2001. So I'm not sure. I, I don't think this is the right time slot uh, in summer, but, um, you know, that, that's what the, the, the case is tomorrow night. But uh, if we're going to ho host it again in a couple of years' time, I think we will we'll be looking at a different time slot. Mm. Chris, before Jared joins us, I was a bit nervous before the series when I heard that Swayze may not start. And, you know, we were just hope Leap to Fame could keep winning. And, you know, suddenly we've got both of them firing in all cylinders and then entered Narano as well. It's going to be fantastic. Jared's with us now. Morning, Chris. Jared, morning, good morning. Steve. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. I haven't had a listen to... Uh, 
what was uh, the interview you did with Steve earlier? Got a lot of feedback already, but for those who want to have a listen, and I'll be one of those, it is on the Radio Tab Twitter feed, so you can sit down and listen to it at your leisure a little bit later in the it's day. It's on mine as well. I'm just posting it now. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. All right. Well, let's let's get down to business. Uh, the end of Dominions. It's it's finally arrived. It's Grand Finals night tomorrow night, Jared. So the time for talking is is over. And the big question is, who's going to come out on top? Leap to Fame's been the series favourite all the way through until Monday. The barrier draw took place. He drew outside of Swayze. Punners reacted immediately. Swayze is, is the favourite. He will run the favourite tomorrow night, won't he? Yeah, he will. Uh, it's it's panned out um, rather, rather well, I think. It's actually promoter's dream now because, of course... Up until last week or two weeks ago, we weren't quite sure whether Swayze was going to come. Uh, there was talk that he might miss miss the carnival. And I, I suppose at that point in time, Leap to Fame was nearly going to be an unbackable favourite. But Swayze's here. He's got the good draw. He's in form. But so are a couple of others, in particular Narano and, and also Better Eclipse. Um, the way the barrier draw has panned out, all of a sudden Swayze is the favourite ahead of Leap to Fame. Looks like most are tipping Swayze. But having said that... There's a pretty good push for Narano as well, so it's going to be a fabulous betting race. All right, well, let's go down the page here. Narano 550, turn it up 51. Swayze, 225, he's got the call. Future Assured, 41. Can't find a better man, 41. Leap to fame, 230. Canina Provlima at 151. Classy Washington, 51. Spirit of St. Louis, 21. Speak the Truth, 34. Better Eclipse, 11. Pete said so, 126. Our money rocks at $126. Take us back to Monday. How big a shift was there immediately after the barrier draw, Jared? Well, Leap to Fame uh, opened at 210, had been 165 pre the draw. 210, uh, Swayze was $4 pre the barrier draw, opened at 280. That didn't last very long at all, that $2.80. It was smashed straight away, uh, quickly got into 220. This morning, out to 225. Ahead of Leap to Fame at two dollars thirty, Narano did open at six fifty. It's into five fifty. Most of the others have eased somewhat. Probably the biggest drifter has been turned it up from Barrier Two, uh, seventeen out to fifty one. Better Eclipse is a, a notable drifter as well, uh, seven fifty out to eleven. But just looking down the field, Chris, you're getting some very very big odds. Some of these horses that we know are capable of winning. Maybe just the Barrier Draw. Um, for the faves, the way it's panned out, you know, you're getting big prices. $34, speak the truth. Spirit of St. Louis, 21. It's a great feel, but as I said, that barrier draw has made it all the more exciting. Yeah, no doubt about it. Are, are you certain that Swayze will run favourite? Like, there's only five cents separating them. Do you think he will run favourite Swayze come jump time? I think he will, um, and, and I'm only basing that on... All of the experts I've had a look at, I actually don't know what you're tipping yet. We'll get that in a second. But everybody, um, Brittany, Graham, Ryan, Phelan, all of that crew, they're all on Swayze. Adam Hamilton's tipping the other one, Leap to Fame. But outside of that, it's hard to get a tip for anything else, even though Narano is a $5.50 pop. Um, uh, the Grimson Stable, obviously, they've got the form on the board in regards to these type of races, and in particular with this horse, and, um, you know, they've timed his run to perfection and he's got that good barrier draw. So I think, I don't think Leap to Fame will displace Swayze as favourite. Having said that, there's not a terrible lot between them. And also, of course, it doesn't mean anything at all, the fact that you're favourite or not, does it? But, um, yeah, he's attracting plenty of support, Swayze. What do you make of it? 
No, I'm leaning towards Swayze just because of the fact that he's got that little advantage at the barrier draw and mm -hmm. I've heard all the talk and I'm fascinated by it just like anyone else. Uh, what is going to play out here at the start? Does Turn It Up definitely head Narano? Can Narano match Turn It Up early, try and hold and then release Swayze? Does Grant Dixon just try and take this race by the scruff of its neck? Does he drive Leap to Fame? like he hates him and I know that sounds harsh but does he just try and run the gate as fast as he possibly can and and get in front of Swayze did did Swayze show his Achilles heel last week from barrier one he ended up four back on the inside so mm. does that just give Grant Dixon that little window of opportunity to try and get in front of him so I think that first 200 metres is just so fascinating for so many different reasons but I'm tipping Swayze and I think he's stable mate can certainly run second. Jason Grimson, he's chasing his third straight Inter-Dominion Championship here, all with different horses, yeah. and these guys are absolutely flying. I, I wasn't disappointed with Swayze last week. I, I thought it was a, a really good run going into tomorrow night's grand final. So, and Narano, right. his point-to-point -point speed is just lethal. So, I, I think he can run one, too. You're quite right about... Um the, the question marks regarding that first two, that all-important first two or three hundred metres. I've heard probably four different scenarios of what can happen. I suppose the Grimson stable uh, do hold the key to it with Narano and Swayze. Um, you know, they they have it in their own mind. But you know, turn it up, Willie Lee. Future assured has shown pace in the past. And what does he do on Leap to Fame? And and of course, back in the field, what does that mean for Spirit of St Louis? Better Eclipse. Uh, there's so many mm. scenarios. Uh, this the way that this race can be run and won. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's a lot that are giving Better Eclipse a real possibility if the two favourites, the two brothers, go to war here. So there's a lot that think, you know, Better Eclipse is right in the zone so he could easily overpower them. One question that I wanted to ask, just with Narano, is he a really big liability for the tab? Because every man that I've spoken to seems to be on Narano at 100 to 1 or more for this final. So... Is he a big loss coming up here? As far as I know, no. There was a lot of uh, place bets on him. Um, I think it would be an ordinary result if he was to run a place. I think he was around about that $21, $23 mark uh, to fill a place. Obviously, now he's $1.60 that he's $5.50 to win. But um, given that most of the betting on this race will take place in the next 24 hours, Chris, whatever the liabilities are, they're going to be run past by whatever horses they back tomorrow. And I'm assuming... That at the 550, I don't know whether we'll have too many big takers for Narano, even though he might be a little liability at the moment. The bigger money is clearly going to be with those two faves, Swayze and Leap to Fame. Okay, I'm keen to ask you this question as well because it's all about uh, figures, and uh, this is paramount tomorrow night that we're going with an earlier start time with the Inter Dominion Pacing Grand Final. So it's race mm. five, 6:30 local time. How big do you think that is? Uh, that time slot for a race like this? I like it. Uh, the reason being, obviously in the southern states, uh, New South Wales and Victoria, where the bigger turnover comes through the, th through the tab and also fixed odds, 7.30, it's a perfect time. Also, the other thing that plays into the hands of this tomorrow night, Chris, is it's a huge uh, greyhound meeting at the Meadows. Now, it's the richest greyhound race in the world. The Phoenix, the tab has got a slot in that particular race but it's on much later in the night uh, there's going to be a coverage of that on some of the channels as well but it's a really good opportunity 7.30 I like that time slot uh, I know it's a little bit away from the norm um, but 7.30 Eastern States I think it's a good time
Okay, well, it's going to be very interesting, and I'm sure there's going to be plenty of crunching numbers after the race is run and won. That's the pacing grand final. What about the trotting grand final? It comes up as race eight, 8.22 local time. Mufasa Metro, 12. Funny Face at 101. Majestic Lavros, 126. Just Believe, $1.15. Queen Elida at $7.50. Olivici at 14, Van Sank 151, Sir Fahrenheit 41, Constantinople the Emergency 81, Plymouth Chubb 14, The Best Bourbon 151, Adele 81 and Gus at $71. So it's his race to lose, isn't it? Just believe. Well, that's how it seems. Uh, opened $1.30 after the barrier draw. Um, actually, $1.35 prior to the barrier draw. Uh, $1.30 after the barrier draw and now into a dollar fifteen. There's no interest in anything else. Everywhere that I've looked and listened to, uh, they just concede that he's going to win again, just believe. So he should justify that dollar fifteen quote. Queen Elida, will she bounce back into form the last couple of runs, but she's been five out to seven fifty. Mafasa Metro from Barrier One, seven fifty out to twelve, and we can't find any takers at all for any of those other horses in that race. They're all big odds anyway, Chris. Okay, so it's all pointing towards Just Believe there. What about the consolation for the Pacers? It comes through as race number four. It's always a good race, the Pacers consolation. We've got a clear favourite here, can't find a better man. He's odds on, $1.17, and he's finally drawn a gate. Well, he's a drifter. He's been 155 out to 170. My men tell me you can probably nearly expect black figures, so he's got a way to go before he gets to that $2 quote. Uh, there's been a big move here. Send it. Now... 26 when the market went up um, was quickly into 650 with a couple of moves. Even that's gone now uh, into $5 this morning. We do have a scratching now with Tommy Lincoln, but he was a $26 pop anyway. But uh, favourite, if you like him, can't find a better man. You might be able to do better than the current 170, but the big move there is number eight, send it. 26 into five. Okay, that's a good move there. Twenty-six yeah. into five dollars. Draw on the inside of the second row. Send it. That's for the Pacers consolation. Uh, I, You're going to be again, trackside just, tomorrow night. You're part just of the coverage. Dress, yeah, just dressing. It wasn't twenty-six into five in one move. It's been twenty-six all the way down to five. So, it's it's a noteworthy move. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be on track tomorrow. It's a, a cast of thousands there. Uh, Ryan Phelan, uh, obviously Brittany Graham. Uh, Brandon Kronborg, uh, Kian Dickens is going to be part of the coverage as well. So how it's going to work is um, the first three races are going to be on Sky Racing Active. Obviously, we've got a, a lead-in to each of the races. I'm not quite sure on the time frame how long that will be on Sky Channel, but Sky Thoroughbred Central tomorrow night. So it's the third Sky Channel channel. Uh, full coverage from race four onwards. Uh, obviously, it'll be... Uh, the Perth uh, meeting integrated there with Damien Oliver's last meeting over there. There'll be a couple of races that come into that broadcast as well. But from race four onwards tomorrow night, Sky Thoroughbred Central. OK, we look forward to it. Big coverage tomorrow night, as you would expect, for a, uh, a big, big night of racing. I really appreciate the time this morning, Jared. We'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks, Chris. Good luck. Good calling. We'll be right. There he is, Jared Daffy, joining us, and you can check out those prices right now by going to the website, tab.com.au. I've got someone joining me now before we get to the boys, uh, Ryan and Darren, to give us their thoughts on who's going to prevail tomorrow night. But I wanted to track down our, uh, our next guest this morning because he is Mr. Inter-Dominion. And when you say that, you think of Brian Hancock because of his deeds with Al Servancelot, Thorate, and many others. But... 
when you start going through the history of the Inter-Dominion, this man stands above all others. His name, Anthony Butt. He would love to be driving here tomorrow night in one of these grand finals or both, the Pacers or the Trotters grand final. He loves this series, he loves the concept, and he's been kind enough to join me this morning. Ants, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. I want to pose a question to you straight up. Do you know how many Inter-Dominion Grand Finals you've driven in? And that's combined, Pacers and Trotters. Uh, not exactly. I think um, might be the mid-30s, something like that. Yeah, pretty um, close. 37. Yep. I came up a couple of years ago when I was in Sydney driving Majestic Man, so that's how I had a rough idea, yep. Do you remember your first... Um, I think it might have been, was it Prince of Princes in Addington in 87? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And what's been the most memorable victory that you've had? Uh, was it Lyle Creek? Was it Take a Moment? Who was a dual winner? Was it Mr Feelgood? What's been the, the most memorable moment for you in the bike? Um, probably Mr Feelgood, Chris. Uh, you know, like... Um, uh, by that stage, I've won three trotters in the Dominions, but hadn't won a Pacers, and, and been round about it, you know, quite a few times, been placed, you know, Blossom Lady and um, Happy Asset and those sort of horses. So to finally win it, you know, was fantastic. Mm. You played the role of villain that night because it was all about Black's a fake, and he went under. Auckland Reactor took care of him, and you shot through along the inside. It was a, it was a lovely drive. Yeah, well, you can have a lot of luck in these big races, and... Um, we had it that night, and uh, saying that, there was probably a couple of I should have won early in my career, you know. So um, it swings and roundabouts, and you know, it's a hard race to win, and you need everything to go right on the night. So, um, you know, not that the Indusman, you know, me anything, but I felt, uh, you know, I felt, you know, finally win one was fantastic when perhaps, like, you know, I could have won one or two earlier on in my career. Mm. I want to touch on the other two horses. Take a moment, Lyle Creek. Firstly, take a moment. So you were the first driver to win an Inter-Dominion Trotting Championship Grand Final at Albion Park. So we go all the way back to 2001. He delivered again in 2003 at then your home track of Addington. And just like Just Believe, he made a clean sweep of that series. There was three heats and the final, so four runs within the fortnight. It's rare for the Trotters to go through that, and I think there's only a couple that have done it. Just believe last year, uh, Tornado Valley, and, and you were the first with uh, Take a Moment. He was a very special horse, wasn't he? Yeah, well, his two interdominions were sort of completely different, Chris. When he came to Queensland in um, 2001, he was just a new kid on the block. He had a sort of handful of starts, and we really only bought him over for the experience, and... Um, we had a couple of other horses in the series as well. And, you know, knowing that he's sort of going to be good enough, but, uh, you know, it's going to be hard to win because he probably lacked that inexperience. And he was lucky enough to, he stepped up and got the job done that year. And um, then two years later at Addington, it was completely different. He was a dominant trotter in, you know, Australasia at that stage. And it, it was on the tier. I think he won 18 in the row at one stage, you know, all, all open class group races. And, uh, yeah, he won the best series, a hot favourite, and um, they duly delivered. Mm. Let's talk about the freak, Lyle Craig. He took you all over the world, and I mean that uh, in every way possible. Uh, he was just a, a freak of nature, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He just came out of the blue. Graham Bruton had bought him sort of about 12 months previously off a maiden win at Nelson and um, given to us to train. And, 
and yeah, he, he was just unbelievable. He just got better and better, and virtually was unbeaten, um, you know, since we got him. And yeah, he arrived at the Dominions, you know, as a new kid on the block, but with a huge reputation. And uh, he got enough 10 metres, which was, um, you know, pretty light. And handicaps couldn't change, you know, for the few weeks leading into the series. So he won a couple more big races just before that. But yeah, I remember, you know, that final it was worth five hundred thousand that year and I remember thinking these trotters are not gonna race for five hundred thousand again for a long, long time and I still think they haven't, you know, so there's a lot of pressure and uh but he was just a wonderful horse and you know, a once in a lifetime horse really. How many did he win in a row? He won twenty. He got beaten once that famous day at Addington, then he I think he won another fourteen in a row, so if he if he hadn't got beaten that once that day when he galloped near the finish, when he was going to win, he would have won 35 in a row. So, uh, you know, all at the top level, you know, so wonderful horse. Yeah. Was there, I think I've said this to you before uh, with Graham Bruton, of course. He was known as Steel Balls Bruton, and he was fearless with his, his betting. Did he ever tell you one night, oh, look, I've had s- such and such an amount on this horse in this race? Did that put pressure on you at any stage? No, I didn't want to know. But he, he was actually more into sports betting than racing. He didn't actually bet on uh, Lowell Creek very much, so he's more into sports betting, but yeah, I knew a couple of nights here we won a big race with Lowell, and he told me he'd had a bad night because he'd lost, you know, X amount of money on uh, on the sports betting, so he was just probably lucky that Lowell Creek uh, was winning enough to make up for his losses. Mm. Is he still the best horse that you've sat behind, Ants? Oh, without a doubt, yeah, he was just head and shoulders above yeah. the trotters. At that stage, you know, before he went away to Sweden and America, that he was just—he was actually unbeatable. As I said, he won, he won twenty in a row, got beaten once, and then, you know, I think he won another thirteen or fourteen in a row. So he was just an out-and-out champion, and um, you know, you get those horses once in a lifetime, even though you know had driven a lot, a lot of other great horses, but he was just, you know, Mary's older was probably, you know, the competitor uh, Lyle over here, and. Um, but in New Zealand, yeah, he's the best trotters have been produced in New Zealand. Yeah. And how many different countries did he race in New Zealand, Australia, and how many on the, the Northern Hemisphere? He actually raced in seven different countries, biggest trotting race. He, um, yeah. Obviously, New Zealand, Australia, then he went to Sweden, Norway, and Denmark, and the uh, United States and Canada. So he raced in all the big races and, you know, had a fantastic couple of seasons up in America, you know, up in Sweden. So... He was in the top three trotters up there, you know, for a couple of years and won a lot of money. And then come back to New Zealand when he was sort of, you know, on his way down and um, won three biggest trot in New Zealand when he got home. So he's just, you know, wonderful horse. Yeah, absolute star. Here's a stat that blows my mind, and I'm sure it's going to surprise you. Do you know Australia hasn't produced a trotter that's banked more than a million dollars in prize money? Uh, no, I didn't know that. No. <laughs> Yeah. Just believe is close, and if he wins tomorrow night, I think he's just shy of a million dollars, but that's somewhat staggering, isn't it, that we haven't produced a trotter. An Australian trotter hasn't banged more than a million dollars. Oh, and I suppose New Zealand, you know, over the last 20 or 30 years when, the, you know, the money has got up, but New Zealand, you know, bred or trained trotters have dominated, and, um, yeah, so they said, make a lot of Creek won $3 million 20 years ago, so it makes it look pretty good, doesn't it, when you think about it that way. Just to both of you, how would a horse like that measure up? Like, would Just Believe be able to keep up with a horse like Lyle Creek? I think, yeah, like, the times have changed, you know, like, the trotters have got better and better with the breed, and 
they got faster. And if you look at the times, um, yeah, you, you would think they'd compete, but you know it's hard to compare horses from different eras. But um, you know, I think Lowell Creek went. I think he was placing one fifty. You know, that was uh, early two thousand, so that was you know over twenty years ago now. So. You know, they probably haven't got a lot quicker. Um, over here. Well, you definitely haven't touched that over here. So you'd still think if I had Lowell Creek and Clement McCarty, you'd probably still have them around for their money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of Just Believe, um, does he just win tomorrow night? Is this his series to lose? Yeah, I think so, Chris. He's just in the zone at the moment. He looks to have come back bigger and better since his trip to Sweden and... Uh, He's just got the all-round game, you know, he's got good gate speed, he, he can sort of race anywhere in the field, and, you know, Greg's such a great driver that he'll just, you know, he'll drive to however the race is panning out, so I think he's, you know, head and shoulders above. Queen Elite is a great mare, and um, I think any other year, you know, she'd be a dominant favourite, but she's probably unlucky she has come up against him this year, and, and especially drawn outside him, so it's going to be hard for Chris Alford, you know, to, to map, a, map a plan to beat you know, just believe, you know, so, um, yeah, you know, so, no, I think he's, you know, really had to beat. One question just with Just Believe, the fact that he's come back from Europe, are you at all surprised that he's, what, seemingly come back better than what he went over? No, I'm not. I actually spoke to Greg when he was up in Sweden. I said, uh, I can remember with Pride of Petit and Carla Cola went up uh, a campaign in Sweden, I think, Pride of Petit was in the elite lot and Charlotte Cola was in some sporting races and they come back and just won everything the next year in Australasia so I reminded them of that I said don't be worried about coming home and um, not being as good I said you'll probably be better so no it didn't surprise me and I think Sundowns uh, get to the same didn't he so yeah so no it doesn't mm. surprise me one bit yeah alright well that's the Trotters I'm going to put you in the hot seat here. Which one do you want to drive tomorrow night? Would you rather be driving Swayze, the New Zealand Cup winner, or do you want to be driving Leap to Fame in the pacing grand final? <laughs> oh, I don't think you'd worry if you had the choice of either. You wouldn't be too concerned. But no, both great horses, you know. Fantastic here. Two half-brothers are, um, you know, fine for faith, favouritism in his Dominion final. So, no, it's going to be a great race. You know, the draw's probably pulling Swayze's favour a little bit if he can hold... Those ones outside him early, so. But yeah, I think first, you know, first one to find the front's probably the one to beat from then on. And you know, Narana's just been flying through the series as well, and he's going to get a cheap run on the fence, and he's going to be quick late. So um, now, you know, those two boys with uh, Swayze and Leap to Fame, they wouldn't want to cut each other's throats too much because they could just leave it open to a Narana or a better Eclipse finishing out at the top. So you know, I don't think it's a two-horse race, but you know, they're definitely the two to beat. All right, well, it's going to be fascinating tomorrow night. So many levels. One quick trivia question before you go. So you're at the top of the tree as far as driving in Inter Dominion Grand Finals. Who do you reckon sits behind you in second place? Uh, I would say Tony Hurley. Yeah, you're too good. You're too good. You're too you good. You're on 37. Yeah. Yeah, you stick together too. So he's got 34, you're on 37. So you've got him by three. Yeah. And he hasn't won a pace this final. Hey, really appreciate the time. Good to go, Chris. Thank you. There's Anthony Budd, champion driver. Absolutely. His record's phenomenal. So he thinks Just Believe will win the Trotters, and he's not so sure, like everyone else, with the other pacing grand finals, Swayze and Leap to Fame. So 
It's not easy. Let's go to Ryan Spice now. He joins us each and every Friday. He's patiently waiting online. Ryan, appreciate the time. Morning, Chris. Merry Christmas. Absolutely. It's uh, like Christmas Eve for many here today. Uh, we're a day out. Can you split them? Uh, everyone's coming up with all these different sort of scenarios. What are you thinking? Who comes out on top? Absolutely, I'm in the camp of I just don't know how this race maps. So for me, it's very hard to push uh, lead to fame over Swayze or vice versa. The one thing I do know is that Nerano has certainly bridged the gap uh, between the two dominant horses and Better Eclipse could not be racing any better. So we've got one hell of a final coming up. Um, perhaps with this big jackpot first four that Tab are putting on, that might be the way to play. Okay. Are, are they the main four, the four that you just mentioned, Narano, Swayze, Leap to Fame, Better Eclipse? Are they the main player? Yeah, Chris, I certainly don't think that um, anything else can win outside of those four. Absolutely. You still with us, Chris? So you're not sure. Which way, would, if I sort of twisted the arm, which way would you go? Yes, I am? Um, yeah. Have you, you got me there? My arm, Go ahead, Ryan. I'm, yeah, if you twist my arm, um, I'm going to stick with Leap to Fame, the hometown hero. He deserves a flight of luck. Um, we know what a quality animal he is. Um, yeah, twist my arm, Leap to Fame is my, my selection. So will he work around to get outside Swayze at some stage, Ryan, if he finds the top like many think that he will? Yeah, he'll certainly go forward, Steve. Um, whether he has the speed or the cards fall his way and he can settle in front of Swayze, we'll find out on the night. Um, but most likely, he's probably uh, parked outside. All right. What about the Trotters? Just believe. Uh, can you see anything getting over the top of the champ? No, he has that race at his mercy. Um, drawing inside of Queen is a huge advantage. Um, he can push on, control the race. Um, and he's clearly the one to beat, as we all know. Um, Mufasa Metro, I think from the pole draw, has a great opportunity to run top three. Um, at some point, I think he will release Just Believe to the front, and um, from there, he can certainly um, finish on the podium. All right. Do you have a best bet for the 10 race card tomorrow night? Chris, race three, number three, Bonnie Prince Louis, I'm really keen on. Draws the front line over the mile. Alana Richardson's taking the drive for Ben Battle. I think this is his race to lose. Okay, so race three, number three, Bonnie Prince Louis, Ryan Spice's best bet. He's 210 currently. Is that good shopping? Yeah, I think he jumps odds on Chris. Okay, we'll take the tip. We'll see you at Trackside. Appreciate the time this morning. Cheers. There's Ryan Spice joining us, Steve, and Darren Clayton is about to jump online now and give us his thoughts for the big grand finals night tomorrow night. Darren, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you today? I'm very well. So you've got to, you've got to unpack this race because Ryan's throwing his hands in the air. He can't work it out. So who comes on? Uh, who comes out on top, and why in the pacing grand final? Yeah, I, I think Leap to Fame comes out on top. Um, I'm sticking with the local. He's been super through the series. Uh, won three, all three heats. 
last week at the 2600. He just uh, bided his time, Grant Dixon, until he rolled around, took control of the race, and um, he finished him off. 26.4 up the stretch he ran, plug still in. It was a full Nelson grip that Grant Dixon had him under. Um, he's just got this horse right in the zone at the moment, and um, I th- he'll probably have to work. Don't, don't get me wrong, he's going to earn it, that's for sure, but um, it's this is this is Larry's time. This is um, you know it's the biggest the biggest stage that Grand Dixon can possibly have this horse ready for, and I think it's his to win. Interesting, we spoke about it during the week. Uh, last time he was Black Figures, Darren was in the Victoria Derby, so we're going back to October last year. He was two dollars eighty, but every other start since then, he's gone around at very very short odds think that um, it's been that long uh, he's certainly took on some some big races since then and you know he might not have won some of those races particularly this year the blacks are fake we know he had the wheel issue the the eureka absolutely mammoth in defeat the victoria cup where he went forward um showed probably more speed than we we gave him credit for off the arm and you know is that the scenario we see tomorrow night where they you know, take a good good early shot to, to see how far forward they can get and how quickly they can get across. Can he muster a little bit more gate speed? Is that a possibility? Oh, it's certainly got to be a possibility and you certainly have to entertain it because, um, you know, we, we saw last week where Swayze just sort of didn't really have that pick up and go early and let's not forget too the starting distance uh, is the same same spot the same trip uh, there tomorrow night they're over in the back straight so um, you know it's it's the opportunity to get forward certainly Um, there's just so many variables can happen early on in this race it's going to be such an exciting contest but you're confident that he can get the job done, that the local champ, is that the, the hard ruling the head or are you legitimately thinking he gets the, the job done? No, it, it's, it's a combination of both, Chris. The, the heart, the, the local, um, you know, the local star, he gets his opportunity despite the wide gate. Um, on top of that, you look at the fact that, you know, sectionally a few of the, few of the other performers through the race, he's been as good it, um, better you know some of the others are, are sort of on the equal but he's been better each time biggest winning margin biggest uh, or fastest times two of the three heat rounds he hasn't just won he's dominated through this series even the 2100 round where um, you know it was only a small margin um, I, he was well and truly in command of that race and only pushed as hard as he had to to win that race Okay. Well, that's the paces. What about the trotters? Just Believe. Can you make a case for anything toppling Just Believe? Well, you you look back to his run four starts back uh, where he resumed from a spell. Um, He defeated Queen Elida. If that was an authoritative victory on that occasion, well, he's just demolished them in the three rounds here. It's just been next level. And uh, you look at his win last week over the final distance that they will run over tomorrow night. They just weren't in the same postcode as him. Olavici, who's a you know a hugely talented horse, um, had the cold sit on him and did not even make an impression. Um, it doesn't matter where Just Believe sits. Times and margins, please.
Okay. Uh, where do we find your best bet tomorrow night on this 10 race card? Yeah, it'll come through in uh, one of the earlier races. I think it's uh, race number three. It's the final heat of the Australasian Young Drivers' Championship Series. And uh, it's actually race two, sorry. It's horse number six, RD's Flash, Chantel Turpin Train. Leonard Kane gets the drive on this guy. Um, super finishing speed, this fellow. And there should be some good early tempo, hands-on and go-forward type. Storm Tide in gate one will be throwing his hat in the ring early. RD's Flash, he's best driven off cover. That's what he's going to get here, and he can just power home over the top. Been in super form, this guy. He can win again, race two, horse six, RD's Flash. He's $1.90 with Tab right now, so that's your best bet. The dashboard, is that up and running on the RQ website? Yeah, that's up and about. It's got all the information. Um, driver to follow tomorrow night, Angus Garrard. He's um, He started the Young Drivers Championship in super form, and he's got a couple of nice drives. He's got uh, Storm Tide, which we mentioned, in that final Young Drivers heat, um, and he's got the two uh, Inner Dominion final drives on horses trained by his father, Sir Fahrenheit, in the Trotters, and uh, Classy Washington in the Pacers. Um, good... Um, Good quaddy numbers, quaddy, early quaddy, and the exotic race. Uh, we play the trotters in that one because we can stand just believe out and then work around work around him for the minors. And uh, I think we get we can get the trifecta in first four out of that race as well. So you can find that on the RQ website and you'll be able to find all the weekend winners as well via the, uh, the harness.org website and even on the RQ website as well. Dick, can you leave me with a quirky stat for the Inter-Dominion Grand Final tomorrow night? Oh, how about we look at Turn It Up? He's had 33 starts from the front line at Albion Park. There's plenty of talk that Nerano can hustle through and hold him out. Turn it up, 33 starts off the front line at Albion Park. He has led off the arm 32 of those occasions. Wow. So you're confident that he will cross Nerano? You're dead set certain on that? Uh, if that's the best bet of the night and we could get on somewhere, that's what we'd be taking. OK. Well, it's going to be a fascinating night. Nice and early to start time as well. 4.22 that first race. The pacing grand final race five, 6.30. The Trotters grand final race eight. 8.22. Really appreciate the time, Darren. We'll see you tomorrow night trackside. Yeah, certainly will. It's going to be a great night. Really good luck to you two calling it, Chris. Um, I know how big a thrill it is for you and, um, you know, big thrill for me too, having been to so many so many Inter-Dominions over so many years and, and here we get to see one in our own backyard.